Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Flash from the Past, and welcome back after a vacation week. I hope everyone is all well rested, um, we have an exciting month coming up, so I hope you guys are all ready for this. We have Star Wars Day coming, we have, um, spring is really getting into it, at least where I am, it finally was above 60 degrees today, so that was nice. Um, so it's good, it's good to be, uh, alive right now, it's a good time. Um, I hope everybody, sorry if you guys missed last week, um, but I had, I was on vacation, my mom came to visit, so we did a lot of touristy stuff here, and we went some antiquing, um, picked up some movies, so that's pretty fun, um, and that leads into, like, this week, the movie I picked, I actually had no intentions of doing this originally for the podcast, I, we were just gonna watch it, but once the credits rolled, I was like, I need to talk about this movie, because, <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, so I told my wife, I was like, I need this on the podcast. Um, I didn't have a game in mind this week, so I was kind of just chilling, so I picked the current game that's in my Sega, um, and that's gonna be, you know, I think, I hope you'll like it, it's one of my favorites growing, growing up, it's still one of my favorites to this day, um, so hopefully you guys will like it too. Um, no, no theme this week, uh, but we're still going to have fun with everything. So glad you guys are back to, uh, for this week. Um, with that, let's move on to current events. Uh, like I said, I was on vacation, so honestly, I didn't really play or watch that much. Um, I picked up Borderlands Game of the Year on PS4 and I had this back on 360 in the day when it came out. Um, replaying it now though has been a blast. Um, the, it holds up so well. The gameplay is great. The characters are hilarious still. Um, it really, it really, for being 10 years old, it really does hold up. So, been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, picked up some comics this week. We got Uncanny X-Men number 17. We got Angel from Boom Comics uh, 0, number 0. So that's fun. And then I picked this up because I saw some articles saying how this series or this particular series was not great towards women or stuff like that. And I was like, I need to read this. So I picked up episode, uh, issues one through three of Star Wars uh, Dark Vader Dark Visions. So I haven't read them yet. Hopefully uh, I'll get a chance to either today or tomorrow at work on my lunch. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was excited for those. Um, so I love my comic book store. It's so nice there. Um, knows me by name. I've only been going there for a couple, for probably three or four months. Um, and she's, it's just really, really nice, really inviting there. Um, so it's good. Um, I have been fully invested in the NHL playoffs. Um, my New Jersey Devils did not make the playoffs, but my second team, the Golden Knights, did. Um, and that game seven in San Jose... Uh, will go down in infamy. It was a terrible call. I'm going to say that right now. Um, and I have to relive that every single series because they're talking about it almost constantly. So I know going forward, if San Jose makes it, they're going to talk about that series for years to come. And uh, I just, 
I'm glad that the NHL apologized for it. I'm glad that those refs are not refing anymore this series or this uh, in the playoffs. I just hope they do better because, yes, the Golden Knights didn't lose that series in Game 7. They should have won it in Game 5 or Game 6. Um, but that was just, it was rough to go out that way. So, uh, hoping the Avalanche beat the Sharks. We'll see where that goes. Uh, but I don't really care who wins the Stanley Cup now as long as the Sharks don't. Uh, so, a lot of no, not a lot of current events going on. That's about it. Uh, so, let's, with that, let's get into uh, the main events of the show here. Uh, the wife and I were flipping through Netflix trying to see if they had, like, Iron Man. Because um, we're going to actually start the MCU from the beginning. I know everybody already did that and blah, 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 blah. I've only seen, like, three or four movies out of the universe. So is she. So, we're like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's get all of them. Let's start it from the beginning, take our time. You know, we don't really care about spoilers and such, so uh, we're going to do that. So we were looking for Iron Man. Netflix didn't have it, so we settled on the 2009 DC film Watchmen. Now, neither of us know anything about these characters. Uh, We went in blind, and this was probably the most interesting blind movie I've ever seen. Um, Some of the basics of this. We have, it came out in 2009, so it just missed, just hit our cutoff. Um, stars, no one I even remotely know. Um, Jackie Earl Haley, who plays Warshak, and I do know Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, he's done a lot of roles. Most of you probably know him from Walking Dead now. Um, he was on Grey's Anatomy a while back. He's been in a bunch of stuff, so he was good. He plays the comedian. Um... It was directed by comic book movie King in quotes, um, Zack Snyder, who seems to only have comic book movies to his name. Um, I know he's done some other stuff, but that's really what I see a lot with him. Um, budget was $130 million in 2009, with inflation that equals to about $254 million now. And it made back about $185 million worldwide. So it didn't do great to make back its money. Um... And I'll I'll go into why, I think, in a little bit. Um, The synopsis from IMDb is, in 1985, where former superheroes exist, the murder of a colleague sends active vigilante Rorschach into his own spiraling, sprawling investigation, uncovering something that could completely change the course of history as we know it. Um, Average rating on IMDb is 7.6 out of 10. And I felt it was a little high. Um, so I'll kind of go into some details of it. I don't want to give too much away just because if you haven't seen it and you do go in blind, it's kind of cool to see how things play out. Um, so with that, it won't, we'll just kind of go see what this is. So, um, start the movie and the opening title sequences are absolutely great. Um, it has a lot of DC Easter eggs. Um, even I knew some of them, so that was kind of cool. Um, but the more you get into knowing the superheroes, though, they aren't really super, except Dr. Manhattan. Um, none of them really have powers. Um, they just kind of seem like normal people, especially Night Owl, who seems like a Batman ripoff. Um, and Batman actually doesn't exist in this universe, and I'll give a little trivia thing as to possibly why later. Um, so within the first few minutes, we're told that all the superheroes are retired or dead, and no one uh, really does it anymore because, like, the government doesn't want them. Um, but 
the comedian is killed, and then he's thrown out of his high rise. And Rorschach thinks Rorschach thinks somebody is out to get all the remaining superheroes um, that whose identities are known. Some of the identities aren't known by the public, um, but he thinks that people are out to get them. Uh, Rorschach was by far my favorite. He seemed the most real. He seemed like the best character that actually had a character arc that wasn't one-dimensional. Um, we find out about um, Dr. Manhattan's accident, and once we really start to learn more about him, the movie tends to end up being about his journey, and well, he's basically like an all-knowing godlike entity, um, how even he can't possibly understand human emotions or the spontaneous nature of them, whether good or evil. Um, he may be able to see all timelines and all futures, but it doesn't mean that he can change them all, I guess, is kind of where that was. Um, you spend almost the whole movie rooting for one person and against the others. And at the end, you feel, I felt dejected, um, but I totally understood why. Um, you were watching this and you're seeing all this play out. And then when the climax happens at the end, you're like, oh, well, yeah, I can see that. So that's why I don't really want to get into too much of the details. Um, there are a lot of biblical visual re uh, representation in this movie, and it's done so subtle and so well that it fits in nicely. I'll have a little tidbit on that, too, in a little bit. Um, now, I know everyone's waiting for it. Let's talk about the big blue wiener. I mean, I think that the blue wiener was probably shown at least 15 times, 15 to 25 times. And I know that's how it is in the comics, and I definitely give Snyder props for staying true, but boy... Did I not need to see that much blue wiener? So just be ready if you're going to watch it, if you're going in blind. Um, I had heard about it back in the day, and I was like, nah, no way can there be as much as they're saying. There was way enough of it. So uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent film. Um, it definitely was made for fans, though. Uh, going blind into this can be shocking, as mentioned about the blue wiener. And there are a couple harder-to-watch scenes with Rorschach. Um, and some dogs, and just his character in general. So I would rank it really high on the creativity side. Um, and overall, I'd probably give it about a 3 out of 5. Just because I feel like there's a lot of backstory I was missing. And we spent a lot of the movie trying to look up these characters and try to find out why they were the way they were. So, um, yeah. If you like that, look them up and then watch the movie. Um, now, like I was saying, I did find some awesome trivia on IMDb. Um, I don't know how accurate this is. I'm not fact-checking, because fact ain't nobody got time for that, and I'm not really making money, so it's okay. Um, so there was so much I had to print it off on an extra seat, actually, to read it. So I took five, the top five that I saw, and I'm going to uh, tell you those ones. So uh, First fact, or trivia, um, all the U.S. flags in the film have 51 stars. Because in the film's alternate history, Vietnam became the 50, 51st state after America won the Vietnam War. And there is a whole Vietnam scene with um, Dr. Manhattan pretty much just blowing everybody up. And they're all bowing to him. So, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, in the beginning, during the opening credits, we see the original Night Owl stop a thief. There are Batman and Feeder Mask posters hanging on the wall in the alley. We can assume that the people he rescues are Thomas and Martha Wayne. 
the parents of Bruce Wayne, coming out of the theater. Thus, there's no need for Bruce Wayne to become Batman in the Watchmen universe. So, that's where I think with that, and that's why I think Night Owl kind of looks like a rip-off Batman. Um, there, the introduction, so like the title scenes, title sequence, um, has many cultural references from history that are slightly altered. Um, so one of the superheroes silhouette kisses the nurse in the VJ Day celebration in Times Square, taking the place of the sailor in Alfred Einstein's famous photo. The sailor can actually be seen in the background, and that was kind of fun to watch. Um, Sally Jupiter's retirement party recreates the Last Supper, painting by Leonardo da Vinci. I picked that up right away. That was that was really cool. They do that in a lot of movies, though. Um, the photo of the comedian shaking hands with President Nixon is based on the photograph of Richard Nixon and Elvis Presley. The image of the peace protester placing the flower in the gun barrel mirrors the famous flower power photo by Bernie Boston in 1967. The scene itself also suggests a later event, the shooting of protesting students by the National Guard soldiers at Kent State University in Ohio in 1970. Um, Ozymandias, outside Studio 54. Actors representing the village people can be seen behind him on his right. David Bowie as Ziggy Stardust to the left. And Mick Jagger can also be seen in the same shot. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, in the opening montage, Neil Armstrong says, Good luck, Mr. Gorski, on the moon. And an urban legend, Child Armstrong, searching for his neighbor's backyard for his lost baseball, overhears Mrs. Gorsing from the bedroom saying, Oral sex? I'll give you oral sex when the kid next door walks on the moon. And so years later says, good luck, Mr. Gorsi, in the first lunar transmission to Earth. This story has been debunked by Armstrong himself and among other sources. So that's kind of cool. Um, the shooting of President John F. Kennedy in the movie is framed exactly like the famous uh, Zapruder film of Kennedy assassination in 1963. The only authentic footage of the assassination. In the foreground, just as Kennedy is hit, you see an actor playing Abraham Zapruder with his com camera. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, if you like just weird historical stuff kind of being shown in, in a different light. So um, the other thing that I want to touch on actually on this is the soundtrack. Uh, you have My Chemical Romance, uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Dylan, uh, Nat King Cole, Janis Joplin, Simon and Garfunkel, so many talents is on this. Um, it's it's incredible. It was a great soundtrack. Um, one notable is the version of Hallelujah used. Um, I've never heard this one before, so I've never heard it done that way either. It's almost like a slow 50s song with the background. Like, you know, the three girls usually when you'd see in the 50s, somebody a guy singing and his three girls are on the side. It sounds like that. Um and it reminds me of the Buddhist school dropout song in Greece. Um, I thought it was okay, though played in a very weird spot in the movie. Not sure I would have put it there, but whatever. Um, but my wife hated it. Other than that, it was a pretty, uh, pretty lit soundtrack. If you stay tuned to the end, I'll actually, uh, maybe you'll hear that song tonight. I don't know what song we're going to put at the end yet. Uh, but it'll probably be that one. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. So, great soundtrack, pretty okay movie, very odd characters, um, check it out. Now, let's move on to our game of the week. Uh, like I said, this is one of my favorite games growing up. Uh, this week I played Road Rush 2 on the Sega Genesis. 
uh, which was released in 1992. It was published and developed by EA, who I think in the 90s was totally on top of their game. Sport games were some of their bread and butter, and it was some of their best stuff that they've ever had out. Uh, Road Rush 2 holds a special place in my heart. Uh, if you haven't learned already, I didn't have a lot of games growing up, but I did get to rent usually one every weekend. Um, I remember probably renting Road Rush like a whole month of weekends before. Um, you still couldn't save, and I would play over and over again just trying to get like the souped-up bikes, trying to come in first all the time. Um, I just wanted to buy the most expensive bike in the game. <laughs> so, um, there are five tracks in this game, Alaska, Hawaii, Vermont, Tennessee, and Arizona. Um, in each one, there are, like in Alaska, you can hit moose. Um, in Vermont, I think you can hit deer or bear. Uh, same with Tennessee. So that, that's kind of cool that they kind of put animals from that area there that you can run into. Um, the music for each level definitely matches. Like Tennessee is kind of like a twangy almost. Um, so it's not repetitive to me. Um, I didn't mind listening to them over and over again, especially where you only have five tracks. So didn't get old on me. Uh, once you earn enough money, you can buy different bikes in three different classes. You have ultralight, super bikes, and nitro class. Um, I'm not sure if there's really much of a difference, um, but I'm sure as you continue leveling, like once you get in first and then you qualify for all those and you come in first again, I'm sure if you keep getting the bikes, cause I never get that far. <laughs> so, um, once you keep getting up, I'm sure the, it helps you keep up with the computer better. Uh, oh, did I mention you actually try to get to beat um, these perfectly named bikers from the 90s uh, with your fists, chains, billy clubs. You can kick them. Um, their names are some of the best ones I've ever seen in a game. You have names like Viper, Buffy, Rude Boy, Slater. Um, absolutely amazing. So I, I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, controls are pretty simple. You press B to go and C to punch or kick, depending on which direction you're pressing on the D-pad. Um, and I only found one piece of trivia in this game. Uh, the composer, Ron Hubbard, or not Ron, that's, that's the Scientology guy, Rob Hubbard, uh, reissued the title track from NHLPA Hockey 93 into Road Rash. Go play them, see if you can find them. Um, the credit score is pretty great, too. It got a 78 out of 100 on Moby Games. Um, I can totally see that. I love this game. I love racing games in general. And this one, for the age of it, the racing has done really, really well. Um, my major complaints, usually because the computer has an unfair advantage and the rubber banding can be pretty bad, you'll get in the first, you'll crash, you'll end up finishing the game in fifth or sixth. You can't get it back. So, I mean, that can be kind of rough. Um, I do wish I had a few more tracks. And while you're out there beating every up, everybody up, um, definitely make sure that the police aren't there and that they don't get you or that you don't crash and a cop is there because then you'll be busted and you have to pay money to race again. And then if you crash too much, your bike blows up and then you have to spend more money to buy another bike. So it's fun. It's a little simplistic. I would give this game a solid four out of five. Um, too few tracks and the simplistic, simplistic game style are the only things really holding it back. So I enjoy it. Um, you can pick it up pretty cheap. I think I got it for 10 bucks at uh, my local uh, retro game store. So I think it's even cheaper online. Honestly, I just didn't want to wait for it. So 
Um, yeah, go check it out. Um, so we had, what well, I didn't forget about the polls from last week. Not at all. Um, we had quite a few. Um, I want to shout out to my LGBT groups on Facebook for the great responses. You'll see why in a minute. Um, our first poll was, let me go back here, uh, best 90s actresses. So my Facebook, the Facebook uh, page only had two votes. Julia Roberts got 100% of those. Um, the options were Julia Roberts, Jodie Foster, and Meg Ryan. Twitter, at FlashPassPod, only got two votes. Uh, 50% for Julia Roberts, 50% for Jodie Foster. Now, my LGBT group on Facebook, the Gamers, I'm sorry, the Movie Club, um, got 96 votes. There's a little controversy with this. They were saying, well, are we talking best? Are we talking most prolific? I just said, you know, whatever whatever kind of floats your boat. So uh, Julia Roberts squeaked by with 51% of the votes. Jodie Foster got 43, which I would have thought she would have got more in that group because she's a representative. So I was surprised about that. And then uh, Meg Ryan got only 6% of the votes. <clears throat> so I voted for Julia Roberts. I love her in everything in the 90s. My Best Friend's Wedding is probably one of my all-time favorite rom-coms um, in a time when there was a lot of rom-coms. So I liked it a lot. Um, so now for our game one, we had N64 versus PS1. Facebook group had three, three votes. Uh, PS1 with 67%, N64 with 33%. Twitter had two votes, 100% for PS1. And the LGBT group, the gamers, they had 72 votes. And uh, PS1 squeaked by on that too, 57% and 64-43. So we have PS1 winning in the games. And then we have Julia Roberts winning uh, in the actresses category. So this week for polls, we're going to do PS2 versus Xbox, the OG one. So we'll see where that leads. And uh, for we're going to do top 90s actors now. Um, and this is from a list, again, from IMDb. They picked the top two, uh, Tom Hanks and Robert De Niro. I think those both pretty much embody 90s acting, too. I mean, Tom Hanks has Forrest Gump, Toy Story. Um, Robert De Niro had Casino, uh, Goodfellas, you know, all that stuff. So I think uh, we're going to be a pretty pretty tight race this time. Um if you want to get in on the voting, make sure you join the Facebook group, uh, Flash, Pass, Flash from the Past, uh, the podcast, and I think the group is at Flash Pass Pod on Facebook as well. You can search groups for Flash from the Past, then um, <clears throat> you should be able to find it. Um, we also have our Twitter, like I said, at Flash Pass Pod. Um, it's going to be posted everywhere. And uh, if you have any questions or you want me to uh, read something or you want me to watch something or you have any comments, anything at all, anything at all, please email us at flashfromthepastpodcast at gmail.com. I'll try to put that in uh, any show notes. Um, Really, we just want to get more engagement. I think the LGBT groups are really cool. So we're going to keep putting those, the ones there, get some stuff going from them. And I want to hear what you think. I want to hear everything that's going on. 
Um, maybe one day we'll set up a Discord for this stuff too. So um, I actually do have a Discord for it. Uh, if you want to search for it, it's Flash from the Past. I'm not really sure how to search on Discord that well. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're a little bit shorter this week just because, you know, coming back from vacation, coming back, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Um, so next week though, we are going to have, it's going to be Star Wars because I'm not doing an episode on May 4th, um, but we're going to do it on May 8th. So we're going to do our Star Wars themed episode that, that week. Um, the movie is going to be the only... It's going to be the one that I don't think a lot of people like, but it's going to be Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. And I think the game that I'm going to play, I don't know yet. It might just be because I'm going to theme it in with Episode One. It might be Pod Racer on N64. Um, I'm not sure yet. If you have a suggestion, let me know. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Um, Next week, we're also going to do Star Wars polls, so keep an eye out on those for the week after, um, and then uh, we'll see what we're doing on uh, the 15th. I don't know yet. I haven't got that far. So I hope everybody has had a wonderful week. I hope everybody continues to have a wonderful week. Uh, thank you all for joining. It's a pleasure every time we do this. Um, I really enjoy it. I have a lot of fun. Um, I hope you guys too do too. So... Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Later.